Welcome back to another edition of the Dream On Podcast, where we go back to February of this year for the Dream On Conference. Here, our very own president of Dream On, Ben Swartz, gave the final keynote of the day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You know, our expectation for today as a team was really twofold. Number one is that you would have an encounter with the Holy Spirit today. In Jeremiah 1, if you know the story, Jeremiah receives a word from the Lord and the Lord says, you're going to be a prophet. And then the very next thing he says to the Lord is an excuse. He said, I'm too young. And the Bible says that he chastens those he loves. So he chastens Jeremiah and he said, no, you're going to do whatever I tell you to do. You're going to go to whoever I tell you to go to. But the, the last part of that chapter that just rocks me is, it says, then the Lord touched his mouth. So the Lord doesn't expect you to do everything that you've heard today about dreaming and pursuing purpose in him. He knows you can't do it by yourself. He knows you need a touch of the Holy Spirit. And that is our desire today is that you would have a touch from the Holy Spirit. Our second expectation is that you would take your first steps into purposes and dreams with Jesus. And I wanna lead off this session today with a with a quick story um if you could just keep playing i the lord's doing something here thank you years ago jordan and i went to honduras and uh we just went on a scouting trip we we wanted to do ministry but we didn't know what it would look like and we went to a a thursday night church service for now now he's an old time friend wilmer we went to his church Um, well, we were going to go to his church and Wilmer looks at me the morning of the church service and he said, you're preaching tonight. And I said, no, I'm not. I I didn't come down here to minister. I, we just, we came down to scout things out. I, if I'm honest, I just wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready in season and all day long, Wilmer, and we all need people like this in our life that badger us until we follow the leading of the Lord. And he said, you're preaching tonight. He told me that probably five times during the day. And, and finally I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. And I remember going back to the hotel with Jordan and sitting down and the Holy Spirit just started to download a message. And we preached that night. And it was, it was good. It was good. But we had ministry time after. And there was this young couple that came up. Now, now the people that we prayed for, they have a name. But that night, Pastor Herman and his wife, they were not pastors. They were young, 20-year-old, a married couple. We, we had no clue who they were. They came up front, didn't speak a lick of English. And they came up front, and the Holy Spirit gave me a word for them. And I, I start sharing this word with them, and I've never seen someone cry so hard. And since they didn't speak English, um, and our interpreters weren't around during that moment, we found out a couple weeks later what God actually did in that moment. And what he had done was he had taken this couple that were on the brink of divorce, a young 20-year-old couple. Herman, his father was the biggest drug dealer in his city. 
Herman was about to leave Honduras, try to come up through Mexico to the United States. They couldn't have a baby, you name it. Everything was going wrong in their life. And the Lord touched them that night in a very powerful and specific way because everything that I just listed to you that wasn't going right in their life, God corrected. Nine months later, they had a baby. No joke. Nine months later, they had a baby. Pastor Herman accepted a call to ministry. They're thriving in their marriage. They started a home church under Pastor Wilmer, one of Pastor uh, Wilmer's campuses. And they grew so fast that we built them their first church uh, to seat 100 people. After three years, they outgrew that and we just built them a church to seat about 800. And they're 24, 25 now. And I tell you that story today because I feel like the Lord really wants to lead off today with just another example of that Pastor Herman story. I wasn't planning on this at all. But Aaron, if you could come out here real quick, buddy. I don't know Aaron. We just met today. But I have, from the beginning of ministry, and Jordan and Ashley can attest to this, we have prayed that the Lord would revive dreams in his church, that the Lord would revive dreams in his, in his people. And just from talking to you this morning, hearing you and your, your wife's heart, seeing God minister to you out here, as I was just about to, as we were beginning to worship, I know that we talked about your desire to see God use you in the area of ministry and, and to pray for the sick and to see amazing things happen. And we as a ministry, we want to bless you. We've, I, the Lord reminded me of something that he told me years ago is that we were called to raise up Joseph's people that would dream with him beyond all the circumstances that were around them. And today, just to lead off this session, I wanna give you the opportunity to come to Honduras, but it's paid for. It's 100% paid for. And everything that the Lord has been doing in your heart today, I just feel like this whole conference is, is crescendoing right now that he wants to show you just how much you're loved. And that this moment, if this day was created for anyone, if all the work Jordan and Ashley and Hannah and our team put into it, it that it would have been enough if you only came. If no one else came today but you and your wife, there is, there is a dream, there's something birthing inside of you that God wants to take to the nations. So if you'll accept the trip is paid for. So we love you guys. Hey, Jordan, Ashley, you come up here real quick. Just want to pray for them and we'll keep moving forward. Father, thank you for what you did in Pastor Herman's life in Honduras. God, where there was no hope. Thank you that you birthed miracles in their life and we get to see now the, the history of what you've done the last five years through Pastor Herman. And we bless Aaron and his wife right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever you've done today, whatever you're doing in their heart, Father, we ask that you would continue it, God. And we ask for everyone in this room, Father, that this be an example, Father, that you know where we're at, God. You know our name. You know what we're going through, Father. And we thank you that this is a new season, God, for Aaron and his wife, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, many of you today have a, a deep desire to function fully into your purpose. You desire the, the custom life as it would be that only God could build. The custom life of purpose mixed with dreaming with Jesus. In Hebrews 11.10, it was talking about Abraham. It said this, For he was looking forward to a city whose foundations, whose architect and builder was God. And I just feel the hearts burning in here today that you desire for God to be the architect and the builder of your life. Architect, if you study that out, it's, it's the designer. It's the one that designs a building. It's the one that thinks about the outside, if it can hold weight. It, they, there's so much that goes into the architecture of a building. And the word builder means that he'll hold your hand as that structure is being built as you function and, and walk in purpose and in dreams. You see, there are, there are many people here today. You might be running from purpose. You might be struggling with purpose. But just like Jeremiah, like we said in Jeremiah 1, the Lord wants to give you a touch. He wants to touch you today. You know, if there were two things that I want you to walk away from today, one is that in this season, the Lord is wanting you to dream within your purpose. And number two, I want you to know that if you're a believer, your purposes and dreams are divinely connected to his plans for the world. I think back to when I was a, a young man. I remember in junior high, I told the Lord, there are two things that I'd never want to do for you, that I, I, I never want to do, I should say, at that point when I was 13, I said, God, I don't want to ever be a missionary. I don't want to do mission work. I, I, my perspective of missionaries is that they had to eat monkeys and giraffes and lives, live in huts and all this crazy stuff. And I said, I don't want to do that, and I don't want to be in ministry. And the Lord, in high school, and late junior high, he began to woo my heart. He knew that I liked adventure. He knew I liked to travel, and he began to woo my heart on the mission field. And I went on many mission trips throughout high school. But there was an instance that came in my life when I was about 20, 21 years old. My cousin, he called me one day, and he said, hey, do you want to canoe to the ocean? And like any young 20-year-old, I said, absolutely. But then I called him back a couple hours later, later and said, let me think about it. I want to pray about it. Nine months of planning, we ended up doing it 2,000 miles down to the Gulf of Mexico from Ohio. And, and I don't, we had so many encounters with the Lord on that trip. And I don't tell you that story to, to tell you just that it was a, a long trip. It was amazing, whatever. I tell you that because that trip, it was a pivotal moment in my life where I began to believe that anything was possible with the Lord. He used something so physical, like a canoe trip. That's, it, sounds, it sounds so uh, juvenile to think of a, a canoe trip. 
that God would use that to change my life. But before I went on the trip, I would read a Bible verse and it would say, my God will meet all my needs, things like that. And I grew up in church, so I would say, yes, I believe that. But on that canoe trip, I physically saw God provide things that I'd never seen before. So after the trip, I could line up the word of God with an experience that I had. I realized months after the canoe trip that I began to believe that anything was possible with Jesus, not just in every area of my life, but spiritually. And one day I called Jordan, who we went to breakfast and we started dreaming about how we could change the world. <laughs> this little diner in the city that him and I live in. And it was just a very casual breakfast. But over the ensuing months, we started to say yes to God. We don't have the, all the right credentials. We don't have all the right uh, acronyms behind our names, but we said yes five years ago. And Ashley kind of talked briefly about the things that God has used us to do the last five years. And it's mind-blowing. And today we want the same things for you. We want you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit like Jeremiah did. That you would hear the voice saying, this is your purpose. You know, one thing that we don't practice enough in the body of Christ is being silent before the Lord. And listening to what he has to say. I want to practice that for a second. I want us to close our eyes and I want to ask you a few questions. And I, we have been praying and fasting that the Holy Spirit would show up, would talk to you today. And so as I ask these questions, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you. When you spend time in the presence of the Lord, what do you find yourself dreaming about? Do you dream about a certain country? Do you dream about a, a certain sector of work? The Lord is beckoning you. In Jeremiah, where it talks about how he had called him from his mother's womb, if you actually study that out, it actually means he summoned you. So what is the Lord summoning you to do? What would you do if you really believe that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lived inside of you? Do you believe your possibilities in life can be supernatural? What God dreams have you given up on? Why aren't you doing what you know you should be doing? We see so many things in the countries that we minister to that should be impossible situations and we see God show up in mighty ways. 
and it's because they have a desperation. They have nothing but Jesus. Sometimes we have things that get in the way or as crutches. We have health insurance and 401ks and all these things that we first rely on before we go to Jesus. But in this season, the Lord is asking us to have a new desperation for him so that his impossibilities would begin to flow through our lives. Do you believe you're loved so much by the Father that he would give you the desire of your heart in all areas of life? Do you believe in the process of what God is leading and taking you towards? On the canoe trip, one other story, we, we took machetes with us on the canoe trip and before we left, we took him over to uh, an Amish gentleman out in Eastern Ohio to sharpen for us. And he took forever, he took hours to sharpen these machetes and I, I remember getting a little frustrated for how long it was taking. And I remember about a month later as we were on the canoe trip, we had hours and hours to think and pray every day. We, we canoed about 10 hours a day. And I remember the Holy Spirit asking me one day, he said, do you remember that, that Amish guy that sharpened your machete? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you remember how frustrated you were or how long it took? And I said, I do. And he said, I do the same thing for you. I take my time sharpening you. I, I, I want you to go through the whole process because when I put you out into your purpose, I want you to be sharp for me. I don't want you to, to waffle back and forth. I don't want you to doubt. I don't want you to look back like Lot's wife did. I want you to be sharp and I want you to be a sword against the kingdom of darkness. Do you believe in the process of what the Lord is doing? If you're, a, if you're a part of the Dream On team or you were a speaker today or a breakout speaker, if you guys could just line up front here. I want to say a few more things, but our hearts are just wide open right now. I, I can feel that. I know that uh, everyone just wants a touch from God. And I believe, we believe as a team that when we physically lay hands on people that God does things. Something is transferred and, and something, Pastor Lucian talked about anointing, something that we have prayed for for years as a ministry is that the Lord would give us the anointing of purpose and dreams of first steps that people would begin to accept their purpose in Christ and that, that in these atmospheres that they would begin to pursue those purposes. They, they would begin to pursue those God dreams that they used to think were impossible but they now believe is possible. We want to pray for every single person in this room and kind of how we want to do it, team. If, if you guys want to create, um, if you guys want to be on each side of kind of um, down front here. Yeah, if you want to call it a tunnel, I guess. But we want to lay hands on you and we're believing that what you came for, what you desired for, what you've been praying for in the specific areas of purpose and of dreaming with, the, with Jesus, 
that this is a physical touch from the Lord right here, that he's going to use our team's words, their hands, for this to be an encounter with him. So we're going we're gonna to continue. We're going to continue to play music up here. But this is the crescendo of the day. I feel the Holy Spirit wants to finalize what he's been tilling up your heart for today. Some of your hearts are just so wide open. Come experience his love. Come ex- experience his power. And we're just going to continue to worship even as we do this, as we, we continue in this moment. We want God to crescendo this day. We want this to be a marked time. Like Pastor Tim said, we want this to be a momentum in your life. So as we, as we worship, as we play the piano, if you guys could start on this side and, and come through the, the line this way, we want to lay our hands on every single person in this room. Worship team, if you want to come back out. We're going to start worship. If everyone would stand up for a second. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we lose miracles in this place. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fall. Holy Spirit, do what you do best. You're the comforter. Thank you, Father, that there is new wine being released here today. Father, thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit that we will be released into lives as, as people come through and are, are touched today, Father. Touch hearts, God. Touch broken hearts, God. You came to heal the brokenhearted. You want to heal those broken hearts, Father, so they can hold that new wine, God, that you're going to pour into them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you come? Would you come?